Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi, this is Eliza Skinner, and you're about to listen to Pet Helpers. It's a script I wrote and recorded at Earwolf with a bunch of my friends, and I hope you like it. I think that's all you need to know. Interior, Mimi's apartment, morning. Light streams into a wrecking apartment. Jane is asleep on the couch, surrounded by pizza boxes and old takeout containers. Mimi stumbles in, wearing a big t-shirt and no pants, holding a laptop. Jane! I just came up with the best idea in the history of the world. Jane sits up, soaked with sweat, a slice of pizza stuck to her face. What? I figured out how we're gonna pay rent. I can't sell any more blood, Mimi. The clinic said my veins are getting dusty. No, I got a whole new scam. Look at this. She turns the laptop around to show Jane the screen. Flintstones porn? Ooh, wrong window. Uh, here. On the laptop, we see a website that says Rapture Pet Insurance. Jane is thoughtfully eating the pizza off her face. Hmm, I don't understand. Okay, you know about the Rapture. The band? Gross. No, of course not. Hey, they toured with Daft Punk, and they were on the cover of Fader magazine. Did you read their Wikipedia page? No one gives a fuck about the Rapture of the band, Jane. I'm talking about the imaginary Christian event signaling the end of days. Mimi starts putting on a pair of sweatpants. Listen, evangelical Christians believe that the Rapture is coming, and during it, 144,000 of the most devout believers will be sucked up into heaven, like their whole stupid, stinky earth bodies are going to go fly away and be with Jesus. How do you know all this? Allison and Amy next door told me. Flashback. Interior. Allison and Amy's apartment. This apartment is identical to Mimi's except for all the religious paraphernalia everywhere. Mimi is playing a video game and eating cookies from a box on the table. The video game appears to be an 8-bit Christian game with a basket full of loaves and fishes feeding a crowd. Twins, Allison and Amy, adult versions of the twins from The Shining, are reciting the story of the rapture. They love telling this story. And then, after the righteous ascend, the Antichrist will come to earth. Mm Mm-hmm. And then our Lord and Savior Christ shall return. Uh-huh. After that, a great war... Whoa, ugh, you're out of cookies. <laughs> she tosses the box at the twins. As they catch it, the door slams as Mimi leaves. Back to interior, Mimi's apartment. Jane is setting down a bomb. That's crazy. I know, religion is bonkers. But get this, people have started selling pet insurance for it. Because you know, who's going to take care of all those cats and dogs when their boring holy owners disappear? Wait, who's doing that? I don't know, Jews, smart people, atheists. But atheists don't believe in dogs. Whatever, we're going to do it. We just promise to take care of these dummies' pets after the reckoning for 80 bucks a pop. But you don't even like animals, Mimi. You don't get it. This is never going to happen. It's free money. I don't know. It seems like taking advantage of stupid people. Jane, you have been catfished seven times. Four times by me. What? Wait, which ones are you? (sighs) Okay, honestly, all of them. What I'm trying to say is you've earned the right to take advantage of some other stupid people. No. No way, Mimi. It's wrong. You're not going to make me twisted like you. Okay, well, it's your funeral. Because by next month, twisted like me is going to mean hella rich and racist against Australians. That still doesn't sound good. You're on your own this time. Fine. I got a website to build. I think I'm either going to call it Pet Lovers, Special Pet Friends, or Pet Ophelia. Mimi is struggling to open a drawer in the kitchen. Hmm, those sound a little sexual. Yeah, you know what? When I hear it out loud like that, I get what you mean. 
Pet helpers? Ooh, what about Noah's bark? What? That makes no sense. Pet helpers it is. She gives up on the drawer. <sighs> My keys are stuck in this drawer, so I will need these. Mimi grabs keys off the table and walks out the front door with the laptop under her arm. Wait, wait you, you took my keys! And my computer! And my pants! Interior, apartment, one week later. Jane is asleep on the couch again. Mimi rollerblades in manic. I'm rich! You're not rich. I'm not rich. I got rollerblades, bitch. Are rollerblades expensive? Kind of. No, no, but they are an irresponsible purchase, and that is the hallmark of wealth, dummy. Okay, that's not necessary. I'm the best scammer alive. Pet Helpers is just going to keep paying out. I've already sold almost 50 $80 policies. That's like 400000 bucks. I am a genius. It wasn't even your idea. But stealing it was. And that was pure solid gold genius. Free money, Jane, forever. But what if... Ugh, what if what, Jane? Suddenly, there's a loud crash outside. They run to the window and see a bus has run into a telephone pole. The driver is flying away into the air, along with many bodies all over town. The sky is full of naked bodies ascending to heaven. The street is littered with empty piles of clothes. A plane crashes into the bus. Interior, law office. Thomas Dump, a lawyer, sits behind a desk overlooking a document. Well, it is pretty binding. What are you saying? Legally, you are responsible for all of them until the time their owners return from heaven. We see Mimi is surrounded by animals. Dogs, cats, birds, rabbits, goats, probably a horse, basically all the animals. Ugh, is that going to happen? Honestly, I have no idea. I didn't think any of this was going to happen. I'm Baha'i. Uh, okay, I'm straight but not interested. No, Baha'i. Oh, it's a monotheistic Persian religion that focuses on spiritual unity. But hey, it turns out the talking snake people were right all along. Who knew? Fascinating. Oh, there has to be some kind of loophole, something. There's really not. If any of the animals are injured, lost, or die by unnatural causes, you've got to pay out the policy on each one. How much is that? Looks like you made it a million dollars on each animal. What? Ugh, why would I do that? Flashback. Mimi stands in front of a full-length mirror wearing only an oversized Oprah t-shirt, drinking directly from a box of wine. She finishes the box, throws it, and triumphantly points at herself in the mirror. You get a million bucks! Points at the Oprah Hunter shirt. You get a million bucks! Points at the laptop screen on the table next to her where she is building the Pet Helper's website. You get a million bucks! Flash forward, back in Thomas Dump's law office where he is still looking over the paperwork. Mimi starts gathering the animals and scooping all the candy out of his candy dish. Apparently it's payable to closest relative not raptured. Um, sorry I don't have any better answers for you. Well, great. Thanks for all your help. Bye. Exterior street. Mimi walks along the street with her animal charges. She holds a rabbit as she casually feeds the other animals candy she stole from the law office. This is a disaster. Look, I'm not a pet person, okay? It's not my style. This whole thing was a mistake. She pauses next to an empty lot and places the rabbit down on the ground. She takes the contract out of her bag and starts tearing it up. Who cares what a contract says? Can't violate a contract that doesn't exist. Plus, everybody's raptured. Who's going to enforce it? She throws the pieces of the contract on the ground behind her. She addresses the rabbit. You're a free agent. Get out of here, dummy. The rabbit just sits and looks at her. Go on, get! The rabbit hops over to the contract pieces, which are mysteriously whole again. The rabbit starts nibbling it. Mimi is startled, but quickly composes herself. You worked with magicians, right? Picked up something? Well, not impressed. If you won't leave me, I'm leaving you. Who's gonna stop me? You? You're just a rabbit. You don't even know how to open doors or reach cabinets. She turns and starts walking away from the rabbit. Suddenly, lightning strikes right in front of her, blocking her path. Ah! 
Holy fuck, what was that? Mimi looks back at the rabbit calmly nibbling grass. Then she glances toward the sky, totally clear, and looks back at the rest of the gang of animals. This isn't weather lightning, this is Bible lightning. Just a coincidence, right? She turns towards the animals and slowly starts backing away from them. Stay. Stay. Mimi turns and starts running full speed away from her. Lightning strikes again in front of her, blocking her path. Ah! She shrieks, turns, runs full speed back to the first spot. Totally a coincidence. Lightning always strikes the same place twice. That happens all the time. A swarm of locusts buzz into her path and start chasing her in circles as she swats them away. Ah, not in my mouth! Not in my mouth! Ah! She runs toward the animals and the locusts back off. But she doesn't stop when she reaches them. Instead, she passes right by the group of animals and continues running. Frogs fall from the sky, pelting her. She screams, turns back towards the animals, and runs back to them. Fine! Message received! You win! But you're not getting my firstborn! She's going to be my meal ticket! Mimi scoops up the rabbit and puts it on the back of the horse. Let's get out of here. She starts walking the animals down the road when she notices something behind her. A cat is wandering into the road. She doubles back and saves the cat just as a car whizzes past. Literally? Ugh! She looks closer at the cat. Wait a minute, you're not one of mine. She tosses it back onto the street. Interior Mimi's apartment. Mimi sets a bowl of dry cereal down next to another bowl with a guinea pig sitting on a pile of Chex Mix. That's probably enough food, right? Widened to reveal the animals are all eating from various bowls she's laid out. Jane is sharing a bowl of bugles with a raccoon. I don't know. So anyway, apparently it's not just legally binding. I think God is going to smite me or something if I don't take care of all these animals. Oh no, like the guy who hung out with Captain Hook? What? No, No, that's Smee. Got it, got it. Hey, is he supposed to be here? She points to the raccoon. I feel like I don't normally think of raccoons as pets, and I didn't see him with you earlier, and he climbed through the trash chute. Bulls stare at the raccoon as he crunches bugles. They are nature's bandit. That's why God gave him little masks and tiny thieving hands. Do raccoons attack? Let's just keep an eye on him. I think the bigger problem is that we need to know how this whole rapture God thing is supposed to go down. I'm going to go next door. They probably left some religious stuff lying around. Like a Bible? Yeah, I don't know the lingo. Exterior, Mimi's apartment. Mimi fights off a goat, tearing her shirt from its mouth and pushing it inside her apartment as she closes the door. She walks next door to Allison and Amy's apartment and knocks on the door. It creaks open, unlatched. Mimi cautiously walks inside. Hello? I need to borrow some goat food and God stuff. No one's home. Okay, cool. She heads straight for the refrigerator. Wait a minute. Allison? Amy? Uh, I don't don't know which one you are. Neither. No one is here. See? Look at the table. Allison notices two piles of clothing by the kitchen table, as though two people got raptured right in the middle of breakfast. We both got raptured. We're both with Jesus in heaven. Oh. Shit. Mimi walks into the middle of the room and discovers Allison lying on the ground behind the couch, staring at the ceiling. She got raptured and you didn't? Allison looks at Mimi and starts crying. She scrambles up from the floor and throws herself on Mimi, sobbing. Why? Uh, it's okay. It'll be all right. On the bright side, now you have double the stuff. But it's all I ever wanted. I, I know. I know. Shh, shh, shh. Come on. Come on, Al. Uh, Aim. Uh, which one are you? Interior, Mimi's apartment. Jane sits on the couch playing with the animals. Allison is still stunned and shaken, almost catatonic. Mimi paces. Okay, so what is the deal with this stuff? Are they gone for good? I don't know. There are a lot of different interpretations, theories, scary billboards on the highway. Does this mean all the other Bible stuff is true? Should I be kosher? Are you Jewish? No, but I do like being picked up in chairs. I don't think it matters. Look at her. She did everything perfect. She's still here, too. I stole a Diet Coke once. And I swore a lot in my car. 
Oh God, I watched a spider die in the toilet and I did nothing. Ooh, big mistakes. Oh, stop, she's already freaked out. Look, Allison, the duck wants to play with you. The important thing is to figure out how you guys are going to manage all these animals. Us? No way, Mimi. This is your problem. Come on, I helped you through your breakup. I was there for you. You caused that breakup. Okay, but I did you a favor. He was not even a real guy. He was real. Keith and I were very much in love. His webcam was just always broken, and he hated talking on the phone or meeting in person. And he always got super turned on whenever I did your laundry. Mimi (sighs) throws up her hands in exasperation. Fine. Leave me all on my own. I guess I thought true friendship was unconditional. Pretty dumb of me. She looks at Jane mournfully. (sighs) Okay, I can help a little, but... Great, you'll take the day shifts. Allison can do nights. Wait a minute, what are you going to do? I have to figure out a way to get money, Jane. This pet insurance racket isn't going to work out anymore, and I've got a lot of mouths to feed. She looks around the apartment full of animals overwhelmed. (sighs) Tiny, bitey mouths. And beaks. A bird lands on Mimi's head. Thanks. You have to do more than feed them, Mimi. These animals are your responsibility now. They must be so scared and confused. All their people are gone. I saw a video once of a dog whose owner had gone to work, and that dog just stared out the window crying all day because they're not like humans. They can't just move on. Allison is on the couch staring out the window, whimpering like a dog. You have to be there for them emotionally. Animals don't get sad. They get hungry. They can be both. I'm both. If I keep them fed and safe, I'm doing my job. I'm not the kind of person anyone needs. I'm like water. You like it, but you don't need it. People do need that. Yeah, right, if you're a fisher on fire. Jane, I think the duck is getting territorial about Allison. Allison is lying on the couch, staring into space. The duck stands on her back, quacking at the other pets menacingly. It scares away a guinea pig. Aw, it thinks she's Brad. Look, we'll figure it out. I'm going to go lie down for a minute. Interior, Mimi's room. Mimi lies on her bed, staring at the ceiling. (sighs) This was not the plan. The plan was get rich. No pets. No responsibility. Let Chris Hemsworth live in my pool house and let Liam live in my attic. The rabbit from before hops onto her chest and stares at her. No, I can't take care of you. can't take care of anyone. I barely can even remember to brush my own teeth. Last time I flossed, a Twizzler came out. The rabbit wiggles his nose, sniffing the air. You like that, huh, perv? The rabbit starts to nod off. Falling asleep now? Right in the middle of a conversation. Rude. Okay, that is pretty cute. Mm, You like me, huh? There's a commotion outside the door. The door flies open. Uh, Help! They're fighting like cats and dogs! Is it cats and dogs? No, it's a puppy and a couple of ferrets, but the ferrets seem very mad. A golden retriever puppy runs into the room and jumps towards Mimi, but he misses her and goes flying out the window. Oh, shit! Mimi and Jane run over to the window. They see the puppy get up and shake himself off, then run away. (sighs) It's all right. He's okay. Thunder crashes menacingly. Oh, no. We have to find him. Exterior apartment building. Mimi and Jane search for the puppy in the bushes around the building. Allison stands staring into space, still in shock. Maybe he went back home. Isn't that what animals do? Yeah, when they're 40. This puppy is just a baby. He wouldn't know his home from a pile of garbage. Oh, we should check the garbage. Oh, no. Well, you don't have to do it, Miss Pris. She takes a small pocket Bible out of her pocket and starts flipping through it feverishly. No, I remembered what is supposed to happen next. After the rapture, the Antichrist comes to Earth. Wait, next up is a demon monster? No, the Antichrist doesn't appear as a demon. He will take the form of an attractive, charismatic healer. He'll trick everyone by fixing our problems. Mm, He sounds great. But he's not. Why? Because he's the Antichrist. Yeah, but specifically, what does that mean? That he is very good-looking, worldly, charismatic, makes people happy, and unites the world. They both stare at Allison blankly. No, but it's bad. Okay, but Scientology was the weird one. (laughs) Uh, excuse me? 
A very hot dude, Andy, in a casual suit, stands there, holding a wiggly baby puppy that clearly adores him. Sorry to bother you, but, uh, is this little guy yours? I caught him chasing a butterfly and a sunbeam in the courtyard. He offers her his hand. I'm new to the building. Andy. Christ. A little on the nose. She leans in and wipes some dirt off the puppy's nose. What? He had some dirt on his nose. Interior, Mimi's apartment. Mimi takes the puppy from Andy. There's clearly electricity between them. Andy is always charming and Mimi is always flirting. Allison and Jane watch them from the couch. Allison terrified and clutching one of her pocket Bibles. Jane fascinated. Uh, thanks. I guess one got away from me. Wow, there's a lot of animals in here. Yeah, my roommate hoards them. Mimi? That's not true. She's lying. Fine, I want him on a game show. So, uh, when did you move in? Uh... Today, actually, yeah, still unpacking boxes. Uh, tons of great apartments got freed up this morning. Seemed like a good time for a fresh start. Plus, I was getting tired of Dubai. Right. So, uh, no rapture for you? Nah. <laughs> what about a uh, Mrs. Rapture? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm uh, more of a uh, secular humanist. Ugh, of course. Nature's Satanists. Hey, uh, do you have a screwdriver I can borrow? I just have to put my desk together. Mimi tries to open the same stuck drawer in the kitchen. It's still stuck. I do, but damn it, this drawer's been stuck for weeks. Let me try. Andy bumps the drawer with the side of his fist. It pops open. He tests it, but sliding it in and out a few times. Looks like you're all good now. Looks like you are. What? Shut up. One of the dogs tugs on the rug under Mimi's feet. She slips and starts to fall. Andy catches her, holding her in his arms. They stare into each other's eyes, transfixed. Oh, you okay? Sorry, yeah, I, I just, I just got a, a bunch of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> you are. What the fuck is going on? Andy helps Mimi back to her feet. Uh, well, um, better get started on that desk. Mimi hands him the screwdriver. Right. Well, here you go. There's a lot more where that came from. More screwdrivers. I'll uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> Andy leaves. Jane turns to Mimi, dumbfounded. What was that? New neighbor. He's the Antichrist. Yeah, he does seem to be the Antichrist. Ugh, you say that about every guy I date. Well, you do have a type. So what? You said it yourself. The Antichrist doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, but I'm not sure you should get involved with him. Jane, I lent him a screwdriver. It's not like I secretly texted him photos of my butthole. Oh my god. Did you secretly text him photos of your butthole? We hear the ping of photos being sent from her iPhone. How did you even do that? I can't even take a good picture of my face. This is really bad. Which part, Amy? We're in the middle of the fucking end of days here. I seem to remember something about wars over good and evil and rivers of blood and that kind of shit. Plus, I got this shitty menagerie to keep alive. I'd say really bad started around 10 a.m. when a bunch of people flew into the sky. Oh, but wait. It's the cute guy bringing back my puppy. That's what really snags your panties, Amy. I'm Allison. Oh, my mistake. Well, never mind. We hear another ping of photos being sent from an iPhone. Mimi, did you just send him more pictures of your butt? Not my butt. Gross. Hey, what if we collected the clothes and shoes left behind and sold them on eBay? Some of them have to be worth something. That's stealing. No, stealing is how I get Wi-Fi. This would be getting rewarded for cleaning up trash. Oh, my lord. Ugh, calm down. You didn't even password protect it. No, look. Allison is pointing out the window at a long-haired guy in a poncho and sandals walking up to the apartment with a bottle of wine. After the Antichrist returns, so shall our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to war with him here on earth. The guy sees them through the window and waves. What's up? I'm Jesse. Mimi shuts the curtains. Wait, is she saying that dude is Jesus? He does look like a dirty hippie carpenter, and he's making Allison hella horny. Allison throws open the door, revealing Jesse about to knock. Oh, hey, I just moved in upstairs, so I thought I'd come say hi. He hands Allison the wine. Hello, I love you. Mimi takes the bottle. Uh, thanks, but we're kind of in the middle of something, but 
you know, welcome to the building. Thanks for the wine. There's no label on it. I make it myself. A dove flies out of the apartment and lands on Jesse. He looks at Mimi. You've got a nice smile. I haven't smiled. I just have a you know, feeling about it. A lamb trots ah. out of the apartment and into Jesse's arms. Ah. You know, you're really not supposed to keep pets here. The allergens can affect your neighbors even if they don't affect you. Ugh, you seem fun. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Back in the apartment, everybody. Mimi takes the lamb and shuts the door in his face. You just shut the door on Jesus. That yeah, wouldn't be the first time. And P.S., he said his name was Jesse, not Jesus. Okay, everyone, relax. I think the real problem at hand is figuring out how to take care of all these animals. We have to feed them and walk them and love them. Each one of them has someone they probably miss pretty bad. I mean, sure, other stuff is going to come up along the way. I'm sure we'll get into some scrapes and adventures, but our main focus is dealing with the animals and our friendship. You know, week after week. Uh, we get it. An owl lands on Mimi's head. Ugh, who would keep an owl for a pet? <laughs> yeah, that's what I... No, no, I'm not doing this with you. Interior artist studio, night one year ago. A wild-haired artist sits at his table, engrossed in a weaving project. He is surrounded by dream catchers, macrame art, crystals, and one rustically ornate picture of Jesus. He abruptly sits up, frustrated. Ah, this dream catcher is not coming together. I'm all out of decorative elements. It may as well be a truck stop souvenir. Pant reveal he is talking to the owl perched in the corner. No, I'm already overusing the beads. The owl starts to convulse and spits out an owl pellet stuffed with feathers and bones. Oh, thank you, Jonathan. I wasn't asking, but this is perfect. The owl closes his eyes, satisfied as the artist starts to weave the pellet into his dream catcher. The end. Pet Helpers was written by Eliza Skinner and featured Eliza Skinner as Mimi, Jessica McKenna as Jane, Aaron Whitehead as Allison and Amy, Paula Tompkins as Thomas Dump and the artist, Paul Shear as Andy, and Jared Logan as Jesse. Stage directions were read by Brian Cook and the producer was Colin Anderson. Thank you for listening. If you liked this, you can find out more about me at my website, elizaskinner.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner, or Instagram at eSkins. You know, all the normal stuff. This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que no está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Hola, Nesea. Spanish Aki Presents. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.